Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's an assortment of music from the first half of the 20th century. On today's program, I've got a nice assortment of dance bands, a few jazz bands, a few vocalists, stuff from the 1920s, 30s, and 40s here today, and we're going to start with Jay Wilbur's orchestra, billed as Ben Hammond and his orchestra, on the British Crown label, record number four. Recorded in London, August 16th, 1935, Cyril Grantham is the vocalist on a tune that's a lot of fun called South American Joe. You will see a real Bocasio See, see, see that South American Joe Sweet senoritas come out every night on their balconies Hammers asleep in the patio Here comes Joe He's good looking, he's magnifico As a lover, he's terrifico See, see, see that South American Joe Look out for your wife Look out for your girl, look out for your watch, look out for his ring whenever he sings. Must you go your way? Must I go About a dozen years ago, I was in London to record Alex Mendham and his orchestra for what would be their very first full-length CD. And Alex, among a number of tunes, had selected this one, South American Joe, to record. It was new to me at the time, probably because the song never went anywhere here in the States back in its day, back in the 1930s. Even though it was written by venerable American composers Cliff Friend and Irving Caesar, I don't really know of any American recordings from the 30s. There must be one or two out there, but it didn't go anywhere. 
However, it was a different story over in England where it became something of a minor hit, recorded by Ambrose and his orchestra. That's probably the best-remembered version. Uh, then, of course, this one by Jay Wilburn. I think there might have even been a few more. Anyway, one of those apparently caught Alex's ear, and he decided to revive it. And it was thrilling to be in a big reverberant church with a professional full orchestra playing a note-perfect recreation of South American Joe, and I guess I've had a soft spot for it ever since. Good way to open this program, South American Joe, from August 16, 1935. Again, Cyril Grantham, the vocalist there. And it welcomes you and me to this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'm playing 78 RPM records from my collection this hour, music of the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. And I've got something of an oddity for you next. This is on the standard red Columbia label of the 1940s, but this one doesn't bear a typical catalog number. It just says Philco 7, and it says that this is a demonstration record not for sale, and it is to be destroyed promptly after its use as a demonstration record is uh, finished. What it is is Horace Height, the famous band leader, talking about a new Philco phonograph, the Beam of Light phonograph. I'm not a real technical wizard, but what I understand of the beam of light phonograph is that it used a standard phonograph needle, but the needle was connected to a mirror, and basically a light was shown on this mirror, and as the mirror vibrated along with the stylus, it modulated that beam of light onto a photoelectric cell that then transferred this back into an electrical signal that went to the amplifier and onto the speakers. Supposedly, it produced fantastic sound, but was very finicky. <laughs> you can imagine if that beam of light gets slightly misaligned, you can probably have all sorts of problems, or if the bulb dies, or any number of things. Apparently, after just a year or two, Philco stopped making this thing, and today they're quite rare and, and very difficult to restore, but there are some demonstrations you can see on YouTube if you're curious. In any case, Horace Height is going to talk to us about the benefits of the new beam of light phonograph, and then they're going to play a little excerpt of a Horace Height record. So that's what we'll be hearing in this first record. So let's take a listen from about 1940. Here's Horace Height. <laughs> people, this is Horace Height. We've been playing a recent Columbia recording of our theme song, I'll Love You In My Dreams. We've done this so that you could get an idea of the improved tone of Philco's new photoelectric radio phonograph combination. Thanks, Horace. Would you mind telling us what Philco's music on a beam of light means to you? Well, my ear tells me that it means better tone and the elimination of most of the needle and surface noise makes any record sound better. Of course, Columbia's new recording process has deserved the finer reproduction which the new Philco gives. I think it's a swell break for the record lover. Had you noticed that needle changing has been done away with entirely, Horace? But definitely. I didn't want to mention it right off because it might have sounded as if I were lazy. Man, that's a dream that I never thought would come true. But there she is, a permanent sapphire jewel that floats along and doesn't even wear the record. Yes, Horace, and only Phil Coe has it. Imagine being able to play a record 1,000 times without any perceptible wear. That's 10 times the life of the average record. Yes, 
sir. Those Philco engineers are to be congratulated. Horace, would you play I Am an American, the number you just recorded for Columbia? Sure thing. I'd be glad to. And while we're playing, see if you don't hear the music reproduced better than you ever did before. I'm sure the folks will, Horace. All right, let's hear it. We are the Americans, and we proudly take our stand to serve under the stars and stripes of our own, our native land. No force against us will prevail, together we can never fail, for we are the Americans of the great copy of that record is a little worn, it has definitely seen better days, and yet I can't imagine that it sounded a whole lot better even when it was new. (laughs) You know, they recorded Horace Height speaking and then they dubbed in this excerpt of one of his records and using a dub for the master was going to cut the quality down somewhat, and it just doesn't sound like it's been mastered in a way that would bring out the highs or, or make it sound very crisp at all. A little muddy sounding, but an interesting piece of technological history there. Horace Height speaking about the Philco Beam of Light phonograph. Now on to some proper music. Let's turn next to the ARC Studio Band, that is to say the house band of the American Record Corporation, billed here as Vic Irwin and his orchestra on Conqueror 7923. From February 20th, 1932, we'll open the set with Paul Small singing Somebody Loves You. After that, a little something from Lou Gold, and then we'll turn to Earl Burtnett, and we'll talk about those after we hear them. First up, though, Somebody Loves You. Thank you. 
somebody loves you, I want you to know, longs to be near you wherever you go. Somebody loves you, and right from the start, happiness flew into someone's heart. Somebody loves you each hour of the day. When you're around, dear, or when you're away, somebody loves you, sweetheart, can't you see? And that somebody is me.
that swing, falling in love. I'm falling. I'm taking that seat, losing my sleep, living on love. I'm living on love. Every time I breathe, I need a kiss. Oh, I need a kiss. Might as well be crazy as be like this. I might as well be crazy. I'm starting to rave, raving to start, following through. I'm raving. I'm saving to try, trying to save, making you blue. You never will be blue. Well, your mother, just what I'm thinking of. I'm doing that thing, falling in love. the dance bands working and recording in Southern California around 1929 and 1930, I have to say Earl Burtnett's orchestra is one of my very favorites. We heard them there, a recording made in Los Angeles on July 30th, 1930, a Fields and McHugh tune called I'm Doing That Thing. The uncredited vocal quartet included Jesse Kirkpatrick, Paul Gibbons, Bill Seckler, and uh, somebody Ringwald. We don't know his first name. That was Brunswick 4872. Earl Burtnett and his Los Angeles Biltmore Hotel Orchestra, being the full name on the label. Before that, Rex King and his Sovereigns. Ha ha. <laughs> really, Lou Gold. And one of his own compositions that he wrote with his wife, Doris Reynolds, that was called Waiting. Arthur Fields was the vocalist there. That was from September 18th of 1930. And I should point out, on the label, it doesn't say Arthur Fields, it says Rex King rather redundant, but it says that as the vocalist. And starting the set, Vic Irwin and his orchestra, really just the American Record Corporation's house band, Somebody Loves You, Conqueror 7923, from February 20th of 1932. Let's head back to the early 1920s now. I've pulled out three records on the Jeanette label, a couple of dance bands, and then a really interesting pianist. We'll open the set on January 17, 1922, with Nathan Glantz and his orchestra, the ubiquitous Nathan Glantz, who made so many records in the early 1920s. Tends to get overlooked a lot today, but I think there's some enjoyable sides among them. This one is called Thrills. It's Jeanette 4824. After that, we'll hear from Boston-based pianist Sid Reinhertz. Jeanette 5330, one of his own compositions, it's called The Boston Trot, he recorded this in New York on December 4th, 1923. Sid Reinhardt's there isn't much to be known about him. Bill Edwards has done some research into Sid Reinhardt's life and found out that he was born in Massachusetts in 1901 to Russian immigrants. He grew up there. Not a lot is known about his childhood, but he seems to have received some musical instruction. And by 1919, when he would have been just about 18 years old, he was publishing his first compositions he continued playing both on radio and in clubs in the early 1920s, later on uh, building his own little orchestra, which he continued to perform with well into the 1930s, appearing regularly over radio all that time. His later years in the 1940s and early 50s aren't well documented. He seems to have semi-retired, and he died 
in the mid-1950s, I think 1956, when he would have been, what, only 55 years old. Anyway, we'll hear Sid Reinhardt's play his novelty rag called The Boston Trot, and then we'll wrap up this set with the Westchester Biltmore Country Club Orchestra. Whew, a mouthful. Really, bandleader Haze Natsi. Another name that shows up a lot, and <laughs> I realize now that kind of might sound like something else. The last name is Natsi, N-A-T-Z-Y. Not something else. Jeanette 5597 from November of 1924 will hear Toodles. That's the name of it. To start us off, Nathan Glantz with Thrills.
Jose Nadzi leading the Westchester Biltmore Country Club Orchestra in 1924, something called Toodles. Well, to maintain some semblance of very modest fitness, <laughs> I find myself going to the gym four, five, six times a week. And while I'm there working on the elliptical machine, I often will pull out my smartphone and call up old reruns of What's My Line from the 1950s and 60s. It helps those miles go by faster. And one of my favorite panelists from the What's My Line shows was the uh, extraordinarily talented Steve Allen, a guy who could do comedy, who could do music, who could do singing, uh, who could do writing and philosophy and, and many, many things. And so after watching a few of these this week, I thought, let's pull out a Steve Allen record. Here he is on Choral 61542 from 1956, a tune written by Yubi Blake and Andy Razaf, uh, a longtime favorite of mine and maybe of yours as well. The tune is Memories of You. Back in 1956, when that record was released, Elvis Presley was taking the country by storm. 
up in Harlem, all those doo-wop groups were pumping out records just as fast as they could. And those were the records that the kids were buying. Their parents were buying records like this by Steve Allen, his chorus and orchestra. What would you call it? It's hard to call it easy jazz. I mean, it's a little too easy for that. Easy listening, mood music, lounge music, whatever. It's pleasant. I like it. Uh, That was, of course, Memories of You. Well, we started the program in England with that Jay Wilbur record of South American Joe. Let's head back to London now for three British dance bands of the early to mid-1930s. First, Val Rosing in 1931 joins Jack Payne and his BBC Dance Orchestra for a tune called City Lights. It's on the British Columbia label CB257. Then, Jack Hilton and his orchestra in 1935 with vocalist Pat O'Malley give us a Dubin and Warren song, She's a Latin from Manhattan, on HMV BD212. And then wrapping up this set, Billy Cotton and his band, and a record that I feel like I may have played at some point in the past on this program because I love it so much, but I could find no record of that, so if I did play it, I forgot to jot it down. And in any case, it's such a good record, who cares if we hear it a second time? This will be Billy Cotton's band in 1933 with the Super Tiger Rag, one of the absolute hottest dance band records I think I have ever heard. Uh, Just crank up your volume on this and, and let it go. Uh, you will be lifted off the floor, I guarantee it. <laughs> Regal Xonophone MR866. Starting the set, Jack Payne with City Lights. <laughs> Thank you. 
Manhattan. You can tell by her manana, she's a Latin from Manhattan and not Havana. Though she does the rum before us, and she calls herself Dolores, she was in the Broadway chorus, known as Susie Donahue. She can take a tambourine and whack it, but with her it's just a racket. She's a hooper from 10th Avenue. She's a Latin from Manhattan. She's a 42nd Streeter. She's a Latin from Manhattan, Senorita Donahue. <laughs> Thank you. 
that's it. <laughs> I give up. I have no idea how to top that. Hotter than you know what, Billy Cotton and his band with the Super Tiger Rag from 1933. I just love the way after the trumpet trio towards the end, there's a brief slap bass break, and then the sax section comes in like a swarm of hornets, and it's just the greatest thing. Terrific, terrific record. Well, in the time we have left, I'm going to see if I can't squeeze in four more records for you, all of these having to do with that thing we call love. And we'll start with Jenny Howard, and no, it's not what is this thing called love, it's where is this thing that we call love? A little bit of a clunkier title, I think, <laughs> a different song. From 1931, Eclipse 566, here's Jenny Howard.
It's a precious little thing called love. Why am I content alone when I know someone will phone? It's a precious little thing called love. I see it in June, wedding tune, a honeymoon cruise. Friends I know who will throw some rice and old shoes. What's the one thing makes me say? Heaven's just across the way. It's a precious little thing called you did to me love you funny thing you haven't any sympathy first you come and bring happiness into my heart then you funny thing you go and tear it right apart my life was just a heaven below someone made it seem that way then for no reason she let me go do you call that fair play i'm just wondering what the end is gonna be 
love, you funny thing, won't you bring her back to me? was just a heaven below someone made it seem that way then for no reason she let me go do you call that fair play oh i'm just wondering what the end is gonna be love you funny thing won't you bring her back to me love won't you bring her back to me Starting the set, Jenny Howard, Where Is This Thing That We Call Love from 1933, then Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians in 1946, the Cole Porter song, What Is This Thing Called Love? After that, Adrian Schubert with the Imperial Dance Orchestra on a banner record from 1929, Jack Kaufman, the vocalist on A Precious Little Thing Called Love, and wrapping up the set, George Olson and his music in 1932, Fran Fry for Love, You Funny Thing. And that's going to wrap up this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. Thanks so much for tuning in and joining me, and I hope you'll come back next time. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.